<laughs> we did uh we eloped as well uh we went to reno we were there okay for the weekend and stuff and i was like let's get married mm-hmm. we did the whole See? thing and everything that's so what we like- yeah we were in we were in vegas and um we were on we were in luxor and we were on shrooms like a lot of shrooms okay and it was just our little like staycation we were there for two days because we're long distance and so he's in arizona i'm here and so whenever we visit each other we're always at one of our homes you know so one of us is hosting kind of thing you know what i mean so we had the chance to be in vegas for two days and we didn't have to work we didn't have to do anything we had no responsibilities and but we also didn't have any money so we were like "Mm, i guess we're just doing drugs in the hotel room and it's like that's fantastic let's do it so the so the last day we were there where we did he made mushroom tea and he makes fantastic mushroom tea it's so good and then we just binged watched a marathon of 90 day fiance i got him hooked on that show I, I, i completely got him hooked on the show i'm so excited um and sometimes those are our facetime dates like we'll sync up an episode or something and then we'll be on FaceTime on our laptops and then we'll watch a show together. And that's oh, kind of wow. a way that we have dates together. Um, and so we were, pa- oh, so during the show, like we were just, we were laughing our asses off, like crying laughter, right? Like just the shrooms. <laughs> and, uh, and then he, I, uh, he looks at me and he gets like really serious and he's like in my face and he's like, I have never been able to talk this much shit with one person i'm so in love with you and i was like i love you too i was like we should totally get married and then we started laughing again like it was the funniest shit i've ever said in my life and the next day we started packing our shit up to to uh check out and he goes you want to go get married and i was like fuck yeah let's go and we went to the fucking bureau we filled out everything we got married in pajamas like it was just like what and then we had plans for the following weekend to go to Washington State. We were, we went to the Gorge, um, huge <laughs> music like venue, and we saw Above and Beyond there. And he was planning on proposing there. Wow! So I was, and he was totally. He was like, I was going to propose to you here, so you actually saved me a step. And I was like, Well, fuck! Like, damn it! Like, I missed out on that. <laughs> wow! So I ended up making a huge sign anyway that said. um, this is our honeymoon. We j- we're just married. And then I printed out my Venmo QR code. I saw that on Facebook. That, Did was, you see that? that was so incredible. <laughs> and you had like lights around it. And I put and lights things. in it. Yeah. With uh, like inside the boa that like, and oh. I just, I held it around for three days and people were very nice to us. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. That oh, is, that's so good. That is super cool. Yeah. It was pretty dope. That's awesome. Dope yeah and he's a comedian too so like uh yeah. so yeah so i i thought i would never date another comedian <laughs> i was like wow. i've learned my lesson dude and then dun, da, 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 he shows up and i'm like well all right damn it here we go again so well uh i added we added him on facebook because he's family now yeah yeah he is, <laughs> and, that's true. and based on what you just said uh the fact that he married you because he can talk the most shit with you i love him already <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to meet him. You will love him. It'll be so great. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. When we uh when we got married, so we live in Tracy. Mm-hmm. Here in Tracy. Yeah. And when we got married, um, we went to the courthouse or you know, whatever it was to fill out the paperwork. Yeah. And the people in front of us, they're like the people in front of you that just were here are also from Tracy. And we were in what? Race- which was pretty crazy. Yeah. And That's then so and then we went to the wedding, the we like 
there's like you know 50 wedding chapels right i'm, I'm yeah. exaggerating but <laughs> yeah. there's 50 wedding chapels we we looked on the internet i found one that was okay this one's neat you know we'll go to this one yeah and they were there right in front of us <laughs> it was so crazy as, as we were walking in they were walking out actually no same, way. that same couple yeah yeah oh my god yeah, we didn't know, like, because we had to go and get to the bureau first and, like, get the uh, license and shit and pay for all that. Mm-hmm. So then we walk back to the car. We get in the car and he, we just both sit there and look. And then right. he looks at me and he goes, well, now what? And I go, oh, start Googling chapels, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, we have to go talk to somebody. Like, uh and so, like, everyone's first question is, did Elvis marry you? And I'm like, no, that was, that's so much more money. Like, no. <laughs> and it's, so you, and you pay like there's tiers for like weddings that you get paid you can get in vegas you know like this uh, you can get the very basic one where you're just like you know here and then you if you pay more then 10 friends can come if you pay more then you can borrow a dress and and flowers from us you know like so there's all these tiers and stuff and we ended up getting the package that was called sign and go (laughs) (laughs) we probably did that too the the lowest tier package yeah, we, we watch because we're so sweaty. Because we're right. <laughs> yeah, our pictures are hilarious. Our pictures look like we're at camp. Like it's just like like we're in flip flops. <laughs> and we walked in. We walked into this place. And it, it had a, a chalkboard sign out front that said "Walk Ins Welcome." And I was like, "Perfect, babe. Look." And we walk in, and she goes, "Hey guys, do you want to get married?" And we go, "Yes." So we approach like the display case where like the uh cash register was and stuff. And she's like, all right, cool. Um, here's this guy. He's like, all right, guys, face each other. And we're like, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's right now. Oh, it's right now. Okay. <laughs> at okay. The register. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, at least we went, we went to another room that had chairs. Nobody no, was there, we, we had they chairs. had the other, they had the other room available, but we didn't get that package. So we were, we got, yeah, the married busy. in the lobby package. That's what we got. <laughs> I guess we're bougier than I thought. <laughs> The dude, no, the the dude even put on like a fake robe or whatever to marry us. Stop it, God, yeah, no, you guys had some fancy shit, yo. We nope, we didn't have any of that. (laughs) (laughs) The woman, the woman, right after uh, the marriage, he was like filling out all the stuff. They let us go and take like selfies and stuff, like in the place that where they had set up stuff. And the woman like says to us, she was like, hey, my name is Anne, and I'm just letting you know because I'm your witness. That's why it's written here, you know, and stuff. So then I sent the picture to my sister. You know, I was like, hey, bitch, um, you have a brother-in-law now. Like, we're married. And she goes, her first question was like, who the fuck is Anne? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry she got to see it just because she came to work that day. Like, I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And new, and new. She was she so pissed. <laughs> it was you had so an answer for her, and you're like, I don't know who Anne is. I don't know. I don't know her. We're connected forever now, but I don't know who that is. You should call the chapel in a year and ask for her. Yeah. How you been? Hey, bitch. We're gonna come to our anniversary. <laughs> We need you to witness it's a it. Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and we got married on 7-Eleven. We got married on Slurpee I Day. That. Oh, yeah. wow. I love that. Yeah, Dude, we, we did. We got on 7-13. What? Is your yeah. 7-13? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know they were so close. Yeah, well, not this year. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> not this year. No, I know you guys year. are a couple years ahead of us. You guys yeah, have been yeah. married for what? Three years? Two three, years? Three? Four? Four since nineteen. Oh, four years? Is that real? Yeah, we've been together since twenty ten. Got married in twenty nineteen. 
Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, you guys. You're so cute. <laughs> You're so cute. Hell yeah. On that note, hey everybody. Welcome to oh. the Hypothetical Comedy Podcast. I'm oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm Funky Sam Medina. And I'm Athena Rodriguez. And we're here with comedian Chelsea Beers. Hi. What's up, Chelsea? Hi, friends. <laughs> I forgot here. that we're actually doing a podcast <laughs> and not just not just we're hanging just out. <laughs> casually, you know, having this conversation. <laughs> I love this. Story. I actually love those podcasts where you just like it starts in the middle of a conversation. And it's just like, oh, oh, hey, we're here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I like to I like to just rip it off like a band-aid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, look over there and you know, like rip it off. Jeez, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Some kind of violence. It's, it's ten, actually, in, it makes ten it in the morning, violent. dude. <laughs> it's like probably a very like not even sticky band-aid, but he makes it sound really right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's I funny, wa- I wouldn't want to have a loose tooth around you, Sam. I wouldn't want to <laughs> <laughs> just don't give me a string and a doorknob. <laughs> So uh, we went to Martinez to do your show uh, last week, a couple days ago. Yeah, we we pull up, we pull up, and I'm like, "This is a really nice neighborhood." I don't know why she said not to leave anything in your car. And then Athena goes, "No, that's the show we're doing in Oakland." <laughs> like, oh, right. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, "Did I put that?" I've never said that before in my life. <laughs> no, the show in Oakland told us that. <laughs> Yes. yes. The next day we did a show in Oakland. Oh, you had the show the following day, right? In yeah. Oakland. Whose show was that? It was uh Comedy Oakland. It was our first Oh time yeah. Did you do both both shows? No, we just did the first show. Oh, the first show? Okay. Yeah, that's a good that's a fun that's a fun uh I like that show. It's a fun yeah, show. It was super fun. And like that that venue or that show was one of my like comedy bucket list um shows. Wait, was that your first time doing Comedy Oakland? Yeah. yeah. Stop, you guys that's fantastic yeah it's it so funny cool. like i i feel like i'm doing a, like half comedy like half business conference because of like the setup and like yeah. the room <laughs> that it's in you know it's like welcome hello come on it's a meet and greet like let's do an icebreaker <laughs> question you know it's such a weird room but it's fun i like it I like it. Yeah, it is. It does feel like a like a like a business room. <laughs> yeah, like a co- like a conference. Yeah, like they're like a they're at a, a singles event or something. You know, it's like <laughs> all right, I'm gonna ding the bell and you're gonna switch tables. <laughs> Every time somebody posts pictures though with that background, I'm just like, oh, I want to have that background so bad. I know. Yeah, it's I get so excited cool. for comedy backgrounds too. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get excited about those. Hell yeah. yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, seeing like uh, people's clips and stuff on online and like figuring out oh which club they're at. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like behind them. Oh, yeah. I've done that too where I go, oh, that looks like a really cool place. Hey, where was that? I'm going to try to get on there. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this place in, I think, Modesto or Manteca that looks really cool. Uh, it's called The Post. Oh, have you been there recently, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Roman. Roman. It looks like um, it looks like yeah. a like a neighborhood background. Is that the one? I, I know. Uh, Miles and I did that once and he, Miles said, this looks like I'm on the set of Encanto. And I was like, that, yeah, it does. They have like They have like roofs and stuff and like like storefronts but you're inside and so i'm like oh this is so, uh, like that's not a room you want to be on mushrooms on you know what i mean because it's like uh is, am i in alice in wonderland now like i don't get it you know it's a then, it, that's a then, fun uh, room though yeah it's a fun a, room. there's a bar in san francisco called tequila mockingbird and oh, i've have, never been there they have you do comedy up against this wall that looks like this big church painted on it 
<laughs> so yeah. it's really weird and awkward. <laughs> it's fun though. It's the first time I did comedy in front of a he church. Just likes cool backgrounds. I do. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> observer am. of backgrounds. <laughs> there are worse things you could like liking a background is pretty cool i like that absolutely i like that absolutely so uh chelsea um are you are you um from where are you uh you live in benicia right where are you i do i do i do where are you where are you where are you you right now you're not safe what room are you in (laughs) (laughs) i am i live in benicia which is very, very, people in the Bay Area don't know where Benicia is. Like, it's a very, very small town. Yeah, um, and I it's, it's one out. of those places where you're like, yeah, I think I've passed it once. You know, like, that's the kind of town it is. It's very little. We have one main street. We have a parade for everything. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. It's one of those, oh, wow. one of those, that's one nice. of those towns. Like, when I came back from getting married, cause I just got married. I don't know if we were recording when we talked about. I have no idea when we started recording, but when I came back, like I went to the grocery store, I went to the library and I got stopped everywhere. And they were like, congratulations. We saw like, what's it? And I'm like, I don't even know if I know you. That's so nice. Thanks. Wow. That's super cool. But also, I mean, you're like a, this, you know, this big comedian. So I'm sure that they kind of follow you a little bit too. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of people follow me like locally. I have, um, I have a following because I do trivia nights as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people come to my trivia nights. Um, there's not many comics that are from Benicia at all. So, you know, (laughs) the fact that I do that. And then like when I did, um, I was on Holy Moly, the game show on ABC. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was on that and I, I was very, very proud of Benicia when they interviewed me and they put the interview on TV. It's like, Hey guys, I'm Chelsea. I'm from Benicia. And then like people in Benicia who didn't know who I was started taking pictures of their TV screen and putting it on like what's going on in Benicia Facebook groups. Like, look guys, a Benicia, Benicia. And everyone's like, yeah, she lives here. Like she's, yes, she's, she's here. You know, she went to school here. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be at the library on Tuesday. Come and and say hello. They they talk about you. Like uh, they talk about MC Hammer and Tracy. Like I saw him at the grocery store the other day. Exactly right. Right. Remember that guy? (laughs) So yeah. So I live in Benicia. I uh, I moved back. This is one of those towns that you can't wait to leave when you grow up here and live somewhere else. But then you can't wait to raise your kids here because it's such a small community. So yeah, this is it's one of those those kind of towns. So after high school, I left. You know, I lived in L.A. I lived in San Diego. I lived in New York. And I just went out and just discovered, you know, everything, explored, figured out who I was, tried a bunch of shit, and then uh, eventually made my way back to Benicia. And that's when I had a kid. I didn't realize I was coming back to become a mom, but, you know, ta-da. So, yeah, because I was, I moved back in February of 2015 from New York, and I was pregnant, like, in August. (laughs) Like it's so wild. My kid was back, ready, like ready to be to here. Raise kids, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, it kind of you. You kind of yeah, like you knew subconsciously yeah. in a way, it, right? Yeah, like the universe oh. was like, no, it's your time. Like you've had fun, <laughs> you know. You've yes, you need well, to be a mom and raise this kid now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So you like kind of just went all over the place and just kind of trying to discover yourself for a little while and stuff yeah because i um like i grew up acting 
So I oh, have a wow. I have a I have a bigger acting background than I do stand up. I've been doing stand up for 15 years, but I've been acting since I was 11. So I've been doing acting like uh theater plays and musical theater stuff like that. Like that's that's where my background is and I still do plays. Um um as often as I can. I love the acting world and stuff. So uh so when I moved to, you know, I I was doing theater and stuff in LA and that's when I discovered stand up. My very first stage was the Ice House in Pasadena. So that was my very first time on stage. And I was like, oh, this is crazy because they're two different worlds like theater and musical theater, you know, is so rehearsed. And and, you know, you have to, you're, you you know, you go and you practice and you, you know, repeat, 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 you know, and you're just perfecting this performance and you're another character and you're memorizing lines. Whereas stand up, like, you know, you're telling stories and you're telling jokes and it's just you up there. And, you know, it's like. Yeah, we're telling the same jokes over and over, but, you know, we edit them, we change them, we hone them, we perfect them, you know, and so, Mm -hmm. and these are also our words that haven't been professionally written or edited or, you know, changed and, and, you know, all this stuff with a group of people. This is just us, you know, so there's two different, totally different worlds, but in a weird way they merge together so well. Like I use my acting when I do stand up all the time and vice versa. That's great. So, I love yeah. That. Oh. Yeah. And it like almost enhances your arsenal, like going up as a stand up comedian because you're able to like handle people on the fly and you, you don't really have, I guess, tells that you're like not feeling the crowd or anything. You can right. hold that face and keep the momentum and, and do yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. I love it. So, well, did you want to start acting when you were 11 or were you kind of like influenced into it? No, that was definitely me. Um, I was always that kid who, you know, would try to make somebody laugh, you know, or see a, a room of people. And it's just like, oh, oh, let me let me perform. Let me perform. And my and now my kid has it. And I'm just like, you're so annoying. <laughs> uh, uh. Like, he'll just, you know, hey, mom, mom, pretend to throw a bomb at me and then I'll throw my body down the stairs. And I'm like, ah, don't don't die while you're with me. Your dad will get mad, I guess. So, so he definitely with uh, pretend like I pretended to throw. A bomb. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, we're really going to sharpen those mime and improv skills before he gets to gets to second grade. <laughs> like, let's, let's really let's really get it tight, buddy. So. Uh, so yeah, like I've always, I've always been kind of a performer, you know, and stuff. And so in elementary school, um, they would have like small little recitals and, and, oh, you know, little man. plays like here and there. And these are plays that are like, I mean, 15 pages long, like they're bullshit pieces of shit. You know what I mean? But oh, it's yeah, like, they're, they're we're also 11 years old and <laughs> yeah. it's like memorize uh, what we have to, you know, and so learning all those things is really difficult. So but I would do that and I capture having the audience, you know, capturing them and having them listen to me, you know, and I'm in, I'm responsible for telling the story and for, you know, this, this, that to me, it was, 
I was instantly hooked and I was like, okay, okay. And then, I mean, middle school, I did, you know, drama all three years, high school, I was in drama all four years, you know? And so I just, I just kept, I was always, always, always on stage in college. I was, I did so many productions in college and then, and then actually in college is when, um, they had, they rolled out a new class that was called comedic performance and in my mind, I was like, oh, like the the comedic uh, character in a play. Great. I always get that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never playing the princess or the ingenue or anything like that. That's not me. I'm always the sassy secretary, the, you know, the the funky best friend, you know, like that's always me. Oh, cool. And so I was like, this is going to be an easy A. This is perfect. Plus, the professor was a director who's directed me in like four or five productions that I did for the college. So I was like done let's do it and we walk into class and the very first class they said okay so we're going to learn the art of stand-up and your final is going to be performing your own 10 minutes at the ice house in front of like a a sold-out crowd and we were like and half the class dropped out (laughs) after 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 uh class number one half the class dropped out and i saw that and i was like wait this many people are terrified of that I'm fucking doing it. And I stayed. And that was the very first time I did stand up was for my final. So. Oh my gosh. That is yeah. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> wow. That is really yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's a different story because a lot of people, you know, either look down on like comedy classes or something like that. Um, or they're, they're just like, well, I'm always the funny one. So let me just find an open mic and they just start doing comedy that way. And I'm like, wow, my story's completely different, you know? Yeah. So because I think that there there is something to teaching somebody comedy. Yeah. You know, and I actually I took that class in college and then I created my own course based on that. And I've taught people how to do stand up in like two day extensives, you know, or like a six week course where I, you know, like these are the different types of jokes you can write. This is the way that you take someone off a cliff, you know, where they expect you to go. This is how you write a setup. This is how you, you know, you know, uh, think of a premise. This is what a set list looks like. You know, like there are all these different things that you can teach people about stand up. And the weird thing about stand up is you can teach them all this stuff. They can do exactly the opposite of what you say and they can still succeed. Like stand up is so weird. You know what I mean? Anyone yeah. can do it and anyone can do it their own way. It's the weirdest job on the planet. It really, it is. really is. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, like you said, some people look down on people who take classes and stuff. And But everybody has their own their own story and their own way that they get involved into it. I didn't yeah. take classes myself, but then I also kind of learned as I went. And maybe, you know, I would have I would have learned a little bit more structure Mm -hmm. that way you know right yeah but then also learning it like learning while you do it is is invaluable you know because then you're constant i still learn from the stage oh yeah you know like it's just every time i learn yeah it's it's never ending and that that part is really exciting for me like i love that and i and i i I would tell all my classes as many times as i've taught this i would tell them all i view every show that i do as an inside joke, because you're never going to get this group of comedians, this group of audience members and this group of staff together again. So let's make t- today like let's treat this like an inside joke. And that's another reason why I give a lot of audience members nicknames 
you know, I, I call them some, you know, like beige shirt, you know, like I've had people message me three years later and it's like, Hey, it's, it's drunk whore. Remember you called me drunk whore. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, get in line. You know how many drunk whores I see? Like, <laughs> that's actually a really incredible way of looking at it. Cause you're right though. Like those amount of people, those people yeah. in the same room again, ever. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like an inside joke. Yeah. And there's something so beautiful about like us all experiencing this, which will never happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, even if the same comics do come back, you're never going to get the same audience members, the same group of staff together. Even if they tell the same jokes, they'll probably tell them slightly differently. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can never tell what happens. What if someone drops a drink and we have to veer a little bit like, you know, like there's all these things get, that can happen, but that's the danger of live performance. And that's why I'm so obsessed with it because you have to be quick. You have to think on your feet, you know, but then you're also creating this one of a kind experience that we're all having together. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I love that shit so much. Oh, oh. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all excited. Oh, so uh after you did the so i'm assuming you went to college in la right i did yeah i went to i went to a community college in la i went to pasadena city college um i went to i went to college in san diego as well i i have enough credits for three degrees and i don't have one (laughs) i'm one of i'm one of those where i'm just like yeah let's learn everything let's do that (laughs) Wow, that's so cool, though. So, yeah, I have a lot of college credits, but nothing to show for it. It <laughs> <laughs> happens. You, you and that's all right. That's, a, you that's okay. You have, the, yeah. you, have the, you have the knowledge of it. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. But I did. I went to school there because my initial, my initial like um, goal in life was to be an illustrator. Um, so I was going to be an illustrator and work for Pixar. Like that was my end all be all. That's where I want to work. You know. Um, and cause I've always been artistic. I've been drawing since I was a kid, drawing and painting oh, since wow. I was a child. So cool. Yeah. And then I was, um, an artist for Trader Joe's for 10 years. You know how all of their, oh, their signs are handmade. So I was an artist for them for 10 years and they, I actually transferred with them to New York so that when I moved to New York, I would have a job. And when I realized like commercially to become like an illustrator. When I realized if you were going to be an illustrator or an animator, uh, a lot of the drawings that you're going to make are not going to be drawings that you necessarily want to make. You're making somebody else's vision come true. And then I was like, nope, that's not for me. I'm out. And I stopped doing art. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I, I, I'm not one of those who I can't work for somebody else to get rich and successful i'm not that person you know i i my last time clocking in at a job was in 2013 and from then on it's like i it's me i have to work for me you know i need to be i need to freelance i need to figure my shit out i need to you know do something that brings me joy but also something that helps me thrive instead of my manpower making you richer (laughs) i can't do it i can't so, oh, so i mean it, it it's i mean it's it's not easy because it's a constant struggle you know to to do that but you know i'm not dying inside you know and i feel like whenever i work for somebody else i'm i'm a little bit me a bit of me is dying inside so 
but a little a, a lot of the stuff that you've done on the side like to to cultivate that uh does have your artistic flair like Chelsea yeah. got cakes yeah that's like one of my favorite things that you do is your beautiful freaking cakes and decorating oh, yeah and- those those cakes are out of this world thank you <laughs> thank you and it's something I didn't even know I could do I had no idea I could do that and that happened right after I moved back in 2015 oh, wow. um I was in Benicia and I didn't know I was starting all over I was like crashing on my mom's couch. You know, I was in this new relationship with fast forward, the guy who I, you know, had made a kid with seconds after coming back to California. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know his last name. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had a friend here, a childhood friend who lived in Panol, which is right over the bridge from Benicia. So it's, I mean, maybe 15 minutes, right? And she had a cake business out of her home where she did like cakes and cupcakes and um custom cookies, like with the royal icing and stuff like that. Like, so she did those and she hit me up and she was like, hey, I know you're back. I know we haven't seen each other in a decade. Uh, I hope you're good. Hello. Uh, But I remember you being really artistic and I'm looking for someone to help me a few times a week get baked stuff, you know, out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah, I mean, I haven't done art in a long time, but I've never done like edible art, which has always been fascinating to me. And, you know, that was a world that I was just like, wow, you know, those guys can do it. And, you know, and I'll watch from afar like it's wow, you guys are great, you know. And then I started going to her house uh, like maybe three times a week. And it was giving me a little bit of income, but it was also teaching me that I could turn my artistic ability into like use another medium and you know and and do it well cut to we were worked together for about i don't know a year and a half ish and she got pregnant with her fourth kid oh wow and she said i can't keep this business going with four kids like i can't do it i'm gonna have to end the business and i said okay i don't want to stop doing what i'm doing because i'm actually getting stronger you know and you've taught me a lot where a where there's a bridge separating us so it's not like i would be impeding on your business at all if you wanted to bring this back up if you wanted to do this again i think i'm going to veer off and go my own direction and and do my own thing are you okay with that and and i did and i started chelsea got cakes on my own and i was and i i mean i can only do it locally you know what i mean like for yeah. like local like pickup or if i deliver it to someone or something like that but then when one cake went viral, I was having people from all over the world and they were just like, can you send me a cake? Can you send me a cake? And I was like, bitch, you're in Switzerland. Like, don't you have a bakery in Switzerland? I don't want, no. Because then you're going to spend $200 on this cake, but you're going to spend a 1500 on the fucking shipping. And I'm not doing, I'm, I'm going to get destroyed by the time it gets to that. Right. And then oh, that looks wow. bad on me. Like, I didn't want to have that on my shoulders, you know? Oh, Chelsea sent me halfway across the world. <laughs> right. Right. <Chelsea> Bush. <laughs> Mound. <laughs> what cake went viral? Uh, I made it for Liz Stone. A uh, comedian who at that time was based in the Bay Area and now she's based in Las Vegas. And uh, it was a divorce cake. So um, she was she was going through a divorce and she she sent me the specs that she wanted for this cake. And they were so specific. She's like, I want a cake that has the text messages um, 
that the text messages from her soon to be ex-husband with the woman that he was cheating on her with right wow. these like these like cheating wow. sex messages right she's like i want those on the cake somehow and i was like okay and then she's like and i want a limp dick on the cake and i was like <laughs> sure you got it so <laughs> so i print out these these text messages on edible paper i make this cake you know and it's not a not a big cake it wasn't it, it was it was more about the actual cake itself and not about like eating the cake you know what i mean so it was a very small cake and then i i used fondant and i sculpted this little dick out and had it hanging off the fucking (laughs) and then and then i put the words by limp dick on it and i i'm not kidding i gave this to her the next day i went to vegas because i was i think was i performing i think i was performing there with miles and I posted it. It was the day before my birthday. I remember this. I posted that cake um, on my business page, on Chelsea Got Cakes, the Facebook page. And then I went and did the show at L.A. Comedy Club in the Strat. And then we went back and we were having some drinks and hanging out. And then the next day I woke up and it was my birthday. And I had uh, more notifications in my Facebook thing. And I was like, this is a lot of birthday notifications. Like this is way more than I usually get, you know, like Jesus Christ. Turns out that cake that I had posted less than 24 hours before had been shared on my Facebook page 4 million times. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. So then we just kept watching the numbers growing and growing and growing. And I was like, no way. So then people started taking that picture and started posting it on their like pages and their Facebook pages and Instagrams and stuff. Cause this is, this was before I learned about watermarking my, oh, okay. my okay. photos. Right. Cause I didn't know. Yeah. Because and, mean, nobody's gonna steal your pictures. And right. Things. And then people started taking it. Look what I made. And then everyone's just like, no bitch. That was Chelsea's getting like. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was a uh, lesson learned, you know, lesson learned, but yeah, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy fucking, I have a picture of it. Did you guys ever see it? Yeah. You know what? I, that does sound familiar with the text messages on it and stuff. Yes. I'm imagining you trying to make a penis with fondant, just like rolling <laughs> it around. Just like <laughs> I sure did. Oh man. I was pretty proud of that dick too. That was a good dick. <laughs> Oh, it's I have it pinned at the top of it. That's the Oh my gosh, that oh, is great. That's <laughs> And it's funny because like of all the cakes that I've seen, that's a more simple one. Like it's so seen, simple. You made some yeah. crazy elaborate ones. And right. that's the one because I guess everybody can relate to to getting cheated on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> It's true. And then people are like, oh, that's how she broke up with him and blah, blah, blah. Like they were all making their own, you know, like, uh, narratives for it (laughs) and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's pretty funny. That cake. And now that cake, um, like every now and then, probably once a year, it'll like resurface and me and Liz will find it on some sort of site or someone will post it on Instagram that uh, from an account we've never heard of. And then she'll text me. She's like, Hey, bitch, look, look, we're back. And then like, 
she'll tag me in it and then I'll tag her in it because she actually did. She wrote a bit about her cheating husband and all of it. So then she's like, check out what I, what, what the text messages say on my uh, comedy special on da 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 da. And then she'll like put the link and I'm just like, this is so hilarious. This cake will never die, dude. Oh, wow. That is amazing. (laughs) It's really cool. It's really cool. That is so cool. I love that. That is really awesome. <laughs> hey, so uh, going back to stand-up, um, you started doing it. Did you move to New York for comedy? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I um, I was still doing a lot of theater um, and stuff in L.A. I was doing stand-up in L.A. And I was just, I wanted, I didn't like the vibe of L.A. L.A. is very dog-eat-dog. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, world. You know, I I had people at auditions like hide sign in sheets, you know, <gasps> or yeah, just like it wow. was very it was very cutthroat, and I didn't like that. Yeah, and um, I was working at Trader Joe's at the time, and one of my coworkers, who's still one of my best friends on this planet, I've, I've known him for half my life, but he um was moving to New York, and he was like, "I'm moving to New York. I have to do it." And I was like, "God, I would love to do that. That's, I mean, that's the dream. That's incredible." So he was in New York for about six months and we would talk all the time. And one day I was um, on my lunch break uh, at, in at Trader Joe's in the break room and he called me, video called me. And I was like, what? What's wrong? Are you OK? And he was like, yes, but I just I love this city and I know you want to be in New York so bad. I just need you. I know we can make this happen. Can you just like pick a day, pick a day where you think, you know, like think months from now, but pick a day where you think you can just make it happen. And I was like, oh, my God. okay. um, uh, let me call you back. Let me look at my calendar. So I ended up telling him I was like, okay. I looked and I started taking into account like my current roommate's birthdays and, you know, like how long I would need to like quit a job and, you know, or if I could transfer with Trader Joe's or so I started thinking of these things. And I hit him back and I was like, okay, like five months from now, it's going to be July, July 28th, I think would be a safe thing, you know? And he goes, July 28th. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do July 28th. And he goes, okay, I just booked your ticket. And I go, um, uh, what? He was like, yeah, bitch, see you soon. And like hung up. And I was like, and then he (laughs) sent me my ticket in the, in, in an email and I, Moved to New York on July twenty eighth. Holy wow! <laughs> yeah. That's so like brave, you know. He's yeah, yeah. Brave. And but it's like that's also the sign of a really true friend. Like he knew yeah. that I wanted to go. He mm. knew that I would, you know, drag my feet or find excuses, you know. Yeah. So he's just like, here's here's my gift to you. You're gonna be in New York, and, and uh, wow. and we, I crashed on his couch for a little while, and then we ended up finding an apartment together. And him and I were roommates. For the entire five years that I lived in New York, it was fantastic. It was so great. New York is a magical place. And I feel like every comic should just should spend time there. You know, even if you go there for a week, 10 days, two weeks, something like that, go and do comedy in New York. It is a magical, magical place. And it's so dense. You can do so much comedy in such a short amount of time because there's so many places that you can do it. You know, New York is one of those places. I don't know if you've ever heard this statistic. There are so many people in New York that if all of them came out of the buildings, there wouldn't be enough land for all the people in New York. 
Isn't that nuts? That is pretty crazy. Because like the buildings are so high and there's so many people just densely populated in the state that it's like if everyone like in Manhattan came out of the buildings and just stood on the on the street, there's not enough land yeah, for them the apartments are just like stacked on top of each other yeah right I mean, right people are just up people are just like on top of each other yeah, yeah. or below like or there's below. a bunch of yeah underneath wow. yeah isn't that nuts that is that really is. crazy yeah. yeah there's another statistic i read i think this was like a new york like book i read or like an account that i follow or something where you could eat at a new place like a new restaurant for breakfast lunch and dinner in new york city and you wouldn't visit the same place like for three years or something like that like something wow. insane like it's just a weird nut like a like what like wrapping your head around something like that it's just like oh. whoa all right <laughs> so cool i would love to go to new york i still haven't been so i i i want to not only to perform but like you said the i I like to travel because of eating. <laughs> yeah, me too. No. I like to try new places and new foods and stuff. I, and yeah. New York has a lot of like, um, you know, big things. I mean, what pizza is like one of the big ones, but also yeah. Chicago. But there's like a lot of differences in, in the water that they use and, you mm-hmm. know, the place that they're in. And, and so I think besides comedy if i wasn't a comedian i would still want to travel there too oh absolutely you would have and and doing like food like food tours or whatever you know like eating the bagel and seeing all the cream cheeses that they have like displayed like gelato it's just like oh my god oh my god yeah like i've never seen that many flavors of cream cheese just rolling hills of cream cheese in display cases and it's like what oh my god i was impressed at nose bagels they had like five different kinds five (laughs) something like that yeah (laughs) oh like there's so many choices here oh man we need to You need to spread your wings, Sam. We got we got to take you to this magical this magical place called New York. (laughs) Spread my cream cheese. (laughs) I know it was exciting. So, uh, uh, at what point in your comedy did you really feel like that you have something that you can kind of run with this? Um. It's funny because I feel like you don't, I feel like your comedic voice changes, you know, like, um, like I feel like all of our comedic careers kind of go through seasons, you know, I mean, I, I had been doing comedy for, fuck, um, maybe nine, maybe nine to 10 years before I, no, is that true? maybe seven or eight, maybe seven or eight years before I met Miles, you know, and I was like, I had a pretty good grasp on my point of view, my perspective, what my comedic voice was. And then he helped me um get confident with crowd work, which I was, I never thought I could do. I was like, wait a minute, like you can, but just talking to someone, dude, like what I was like, uh, and he like encouraged me to like, he's like, what's the worst that could happen? Blah, 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 you know, and stuff. Yeah. And so once Miles and I became closer, um, and he started, you know, just making it okay 
for me to do crowd work and encouraging me to do crowd work, uh, that's when my comedic voice kind of changed and strengthened. And I feel like I unlocked kind of this new dimension. It's like, oh, oh, you know, like, and it's just, it's one of those things, you know, cause now I'm in my 15th year, which is crazy that I started in 08. I think 08 was my very first time doing stand up. Um, and yeah, I feel like, like, uh, every single person can do stand up so completely differently and it can still succeed. It can still work, you know, and that's the magic of this. You know, how do we take our, our experiences, make them general enough for the public to relate to, but then also take them somewhere where they don't expect and then have them trust us to laugh at this. I don't know. It's just, I feel like, like trust is such a big thing, you know, uh, like, like I was hosting at Sack Punch this last weekend. Um, we had our last show last night and I was hosting with, uh, for Alex English, who's a writer for Saturday Night Live and he is fantastic. And, and uh, being a host, I feel like, especially in America, gets kind of shit on, you know, like it's considered kind of like, you know, the, the weakest, you know, when you do yeah. Canada and I noticed, I knew this because Miles would take me on the road and we went to Canada. Canada treats their hosts the way that Americans treat feature comedians, the one, you know, feature feature comics that go up right before, you know, they, they're like, the host has to be solid, you know, all this because we start the show. And then the, the host in Canada also has a mid show set as well. So they do kind of two sets, you know, in a show. So, um, so yeah, I just, I, I, I think my favorite part of this whole weird ass thing that we call a career is the fact that everyone can do it completely differently. Everyone's voice and perspective is completely different and completely valid. But then it's how do I take these really personal things that happen to me and, and have you not only engaged and listening and, and entertained. But then to make you laugh, to make someone laugh is crazy. You know, like, yeah. yes, in the in a comedy club, you're going in there with the intention to laugh. Yes, you have to buy two drinks, which definitely helps, you know, like, so it's like all these things are kind of in our favor. But if you think about it, you know, like, especially like a table of like dudes, like there was a bachelor party at the club last night and they started like going with Alex English, like, like questioning him and challenging him. And they ended up having like a full on debate where the, the, the manager on site came up to me and they were like, should we stop this? Should we kick him out? And I go, no, he's, he's a writer right now. Like right now he wants to get to the bottom of this and he wants to resolve it on his own. Don't end this, you know, but you go in and like having you, you never know who's going to come. Who's going to be problematic? Who's going to start something with you? Who you might offend, you know, and, mm-hmm. and all we want is to make them laugh and just to make someone laugh is really one of the best things on the planet. But it's also, it's also kind of difficult to do. You know, everyone thinks that this job is so easy, you know, cause they're like, well, I'm the funniest person in my group. Every time we're at a party, I make somebody laugh. And it's like, yeah, because you guys are a group of friends that have shared experiences. So now when you recap them, everybody's in, on board with you because you guys all experience that together. It's and jokes. it's funny. 
Right. But go now. Let me let me shove you into a into a back room of a bar that you've never been in mm-hmm. in a city that you don't know strangers. with 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 40 tech strangers who you have no idea. They don't know you and make them laugh for 25 minutes. Ready, set, go. You know, it's like that's the difference, mm-hmm. you know, so it's I it, it just feels like magic. It feels like a magic trick every time I do it. You know, and then it goes back to that inside joke thing where it's like, we're never going to do this again. So let's have the most fun we can. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. A couple of things. Uh, one, hosting is my favorite. I love hosting. Really? Yes, I absolutely do. I love so it. many people hate it. I oh. love that you love that. It's my favorite. I He's do. He's so good at it. He's so good at keeping the energy up. He's so good at like transitioning each like comedian up. Ugh, and I like making shines. jokes off of the last person. Like we'll say something, you know, based on what they said. I yes. love doing that because that's always at the top of my, you know, it's like, it's in the moment. It's something that I didn't plan. Those are my favorites. When I, when I say something hilarious that wasn't planned. Me too. Because then the audience member, the audience is like, oh, he was paying attention. This is great. And that yeah. goes back to like mm-hmm. the, oh, we're all in this together. Oh, this is so great. Yeah. I love that stuff. I love hosting. Yeah. yeah. And then also you mentioned uh, Miles helped you with your crowd work. So mm-hmm. about a month or two ago, we actually opened for Miles. He was doing a um a recording for his album. Oh yeah. You guys at um in Napa. Yeah, Napa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and so during Miles set, I was able to kind of go around and sit in the auditorium area and I was watching his his set and he was like asking his questions and, and giving these responses and then calling back on other people that he talked to and tying things in together. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's and it's and when you remember that. Like every time I remember like someone's nickname that I give them and I call them that later in the set or, you know, something like that. Like anytime you remember something and you're able to tie it into somebody else that you you talk to, that's the magic that I was talking about earlier. You know, like like the audience is like, oh, oh, I forgot that I remembered that, too. That's great. Oh, that's oh, she tied it in with that. You know, like it's just they love that and it gets them all pumped up and excited so yeah, yeah, good, good crafted crowd work is is it really is like watching a magic show. I love it so much, and I feel like, like now with the clips and social media and stuff, like I mean, we're posting so much crowd work, you know. But you don't want to post material too much because you then you'll burn through all your material. Yeah. But now a lot of audiences are coming expecting to see only crowd work and it's like there's gotta there's gotta be a balance you know so i don't know social media social media is is it's a blessing and a curse i feel like for this comedy thing i feel like that um that mentality also makes them more prone to heckle yes exactly because they want to be a part of it yeah exactly yeah they think they can make the show better you know, or, you know, I was just trying to be funny and help you. No, 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 no. My favorite, uh, when I used to work at the club as security, my favorite was, I was just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Oh, oh my I heard God. That on a nightly basis. I was just laughing. <laughs> wow. Like, I was standing right behind you. I was standing right behind you while you were laughing in complete sentences. <laughs> 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 wait is that when you decided that you wanted to do stand-up was when you were working security no it was, um, i did security because of stand-up so uh oh. we we stopped doing comedy for about three years and we got mm-hmm. back into it in 2019 right after we got married 
Mm-hmm. And so I went to Tommy T's website to see how the open mic worked. Mm-hmm. And they're like, now hiring door hosts. And I jumped on it. That's oh my gosh, I didn't realize that was how it worked. That's so yeah, awesome. I just went to the website. They were they were promoting, they were advertising, they were hiring somebody, and I just emailed them, sent my resume in, the little cover letter about how much I love comedy and everything. And yeah, me in, like it took a it took a little while to call. He even apologized, like, Oh, I'm sorry it took me so long to call you, but I love everything about your resume. You know, can you come in and, and, and meet me and this and that? And yeah. I was there for about you know, there was a pandemic, but I was there for about a year before <laughs> the pandemic, almost right. a year, and then almost a year after the pandemic. Wow. Oh, you were there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So how long have each one of you been doing comedy like in total? Um, I started in October of 2009. I started in September of 2010. Oh, wow. But then we stopped. We stopped from like 16 to 19. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And then and then we it's like we never we never like got out of the mentality of it we were always like even though we weren't doing it for like this amount of time we were still right. like writing about it and we were still writing jokes and we we're still talking about it and talking about when we go back into comedy and this and that yeah and- it never leaves it never it's always it's always in you you know because like when i'm in a when i'm in like a play or something you know like that'll be like a three-month period where i'm doing very few shows you know like because the production is taking the majority of my time, but it's like, and I miss it. I miss it. Cause it's like a different cup is being filled when I do stand up as, as opposed to when I'm doing theater. And, uh, but I'm constantly like, Oh wait, that's funny. Why did that stand out? I got to write that down. You know, like I, I got to come back to this later, you know, like, so I'm constantly just, you always have that comedy mentality that never goes away. Hell yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, so we got married um, on July 13th and then we were back on stage on July 22nd. Whoa. Yeah. 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 We, on the way so home, cool. we were just talking about it. We're like, you know what? It's time. We're Let's gonna do make it. it. Work. Cause yeah. I mean, when we stopped, Sam had a huge like uh shift change. I was working at graveyard at, in hotels and I take oh. the bus. So, you know, it, it's kind of, it was hard for me to, to find the time to do comedy in that, in that, lifetime of my life and then yeah i had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia so i was trying to like understand what i was like feeling and going through and sometimes i just didn't have any energy at all to be able to do anything oh my gosh yeah we were thinking we're like we love you we miss you come back and (laughs) the point where we were like it's now or never yeah yeah we're gonna do whatever it takes yeah 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 because if you wait for the but the other thing is you never, you never do it. It's true. Yeah. But also the things that were, you know, quote unquote, holding you guys back are also so relatable to so many people, you know, like talking about being newlyweds and, you know, being diagnosed with that and taking the bus and taking these, you know, these fucked up shifts that are, you know, it's like we can all relate to that, you know, and it's getting to the other side of that. And now we, you know, you guys can talk about that on stage and, you know, cause it really is kind of therapy for us, you know, but on the flip side, us going through that stuff is just making it okay for other people to do it too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) So tell us about some of your, uh, let's get back into more of the acting and stuff. Uh, You've been on the uh, the Holy Moly uh, show. Uh, What else have you done? (laughs) I was on Holy Moly. That's crazy. 
Um, and that was a that was a bonkers experience. Yeah, what was uh, that like? You look so cute, though. <laughs> I, yo, they loved. They were like, "Yep, let's let's make you look as terrible as possible." Like it neon, <laughs> like the neon like flower shirt, a bow in my hair. Like Jeanette, my friend Jeanette Marin, you guys who yeah. you guys know. She Absolutely. when she saw that outfit, she was like, "Bitch, you why'd you let them do that to you?" Like <laughs> this is national TV. uh and i got i got people i got people hitting me up um from all over the place who i didn't know who was just like where'd you get that shirt where'd you get that shirt like people wanted the shirt right you gonna keep it no because and i was like and i wanted it so bad but it was like belonged to production and stuff so they took it back um but yeah i wanted that shirt pretty bad (laughs) yo this is my new special (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was yeah it was crazy um but yeah i got um chose i actually got, got chosen for that because an la-based comic whose name is mateen stewart and he's fantastic he's very very funny he's a good friend of mine he was on the reboot of the weakest link when they brought that show back oh, okay and so when um when he was finished airing they told him about this you know golf show and they said, but we need to like, you know, um, book entertaining people, you know, actors, comedians, but they need to have, you know, something else that we can hype, you know, and not just be actors and comedians. Give us a list of people. And so I was at the top of that list and he was like, Chelsea would be great on any show that you do, you know. And so they hit me up and they, uh, they did a phone interview first and they were like, okay, hey, Chelsea, hey, this is, you know, casting from da 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 da. Tell us why you like, why you love golf. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, we're acting right now. Yes, golf is, oh, it's been such an important part of my life. Like, and then I just like played the care. I played the part. Like, yep. And, uh, and then they went with the aspect of baker that I was a home baker. And so I actually made a holy moly cake for the on screen interview that we had to do, like the on screen, um, audition. And then they asked me once I got cast, they said, can you make that cake and bring it to LA? And I was like, uh huh. So then I had to make the fucking cake again (laughs) and then drive that cake to LA. Wow. A wow. six drive with a cake for six hours. Like, can you just give me a kitchen in LA? <laughs> right. I, right. And I said, you at least need to give me a fridge, you know, so I can put this cake in the fridge. They gave me a fridge that fit a six pack of like soda. Oh, a cake wow. couldn't fit in it. So this cake, the entire time that we're shooting is just sitting out in my hotel room. Right. And I ended up was I was on one episode of Holy Moly one, and I was there for seven full days. <laughs> it was bonkers. The production was crazy for this thing. So, yeah, I was uh, but it was fun. It was a really fun experience. I was really really excited to do that. So that was a that was a really really exciting time. Some awesome. a thing to be a part of. So so yeah. So I did that. Um. And now I'm actually uh, cast in a new show, um, which will be performing. Where Where is that? That's in Berkeley at a theater called Central Works. And I've performed with them before. Uh, th- I think this will be my fourth or fifth show with them, I believe. Um, but they have a playwright 
like an in-house playwright and she's amazing. Her name is Patricia Milton and she's an amazing, um, playwright. And, uh, she is very ahead of her time with this play. Tomorrow we actually have our first script read through and then, um, our rehearsals, I, I believe begin in September. So, um, but she, this play is about AI and I'm like, and ha- like how how topical is that right now yeah right yeah. and and what it is is it's like a, a it like takes place in like a company that's kind of google okay so it's kind of a google company and they hire me to be an ethics officer and like the whole play is like where does ai and ethics can they meet You know, like where do ethics come in when, when you're discussing AI, self-driving cars, things like that? When is it not ethical at all to have these things? And it's just like, she started writing this shit like years ago, like three years ago. And now, and it's like, now it's going to go into production now. And it's so poignant. Yeah. I'm like, you're a magician, dude. Like this, it's so relevant, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that's actually the next uh production that I will be a part of. So that will be opening in fall, probably October. I think October, wow. November, it, it'll be in Berkeley. So yeah. Oh wow. That, that super, sounds so cool. Yeah, that's yeah, super cool. I'm excited about that one. So and I I I'm the the part I'm nervous about is like remembering all the technology speak because it's like <laughs> that character knows her shit, like engineer stuff, and it's like, okay, all right. It's gonna be a challenge for memorizing that. <laughs> we'll see. Well, you said that you had um uh created your own format to teach people comedy. Is that mm-hmm. something that you've applied to um uh, the company that Miles Weber has called Green Room Talk. Oh yeah, so Miles did that, and he was so proud of that. And to get that going was a really, really big accomplishment um, for him to do because he built that from nothing. And him and his wife Heather just—they uh, did so much research and so much work to create this thing from nothing, you know. And it's just—it's yeah. so great. And I love that he wanted to do something that benefits comedians because we're really not represented (laughs) you know like people love us people love following us and laughing with us on social media and stuff but it's like there's not a lot of like represented in like other parts of you know anything you know so to have like something like this where you know this is to benefit comedians it's like oh that's nice thank you you know um like we mentioned earlier too most comedians are just feral you know out there in the world So it's good that he's going to tame a few of us. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> tuck, it, tuck it in, guys. Tuck it in. Um, and so, yeah, so he uh, asked me to be one of the writing coaches um, in there. So, And he wanted to have a diverse group of uh, of coaches available. You know, he definitely wanted to have, you know, me be there as a woman, as a person of color, you know, so that um, other, you know, if if people did sign up for classes, they could take their pick and write with someone who understands their point of view or yeah. who they feel comfortable with and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, he has he had he asked me to be a part of it. Um, Dan Gabriel, he asked to be a part of it. Um, I think he asked Kristen Key, um, who's also, um, you know, she's um a female comedian she's a lesbian and she does um music so she plays her guitar on stage you know so and she's fantastic 
Um, he's asked Sammy obeyed as well to be, you know, a part of that. So he's asking very, very, um, specific comedians, you know, who all different, very different writing styles, you know, accomplished um, comedians too. Yeah. I actually, out of everybody there, I'm just like, <laughs> like I don't have, I don't have a TV special. Like I've never been on late night. Like, are you sure, dude? Okay. So, but it's fun. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily took my, my, you know, syllabus or whatever that I created for this class and applied it to that. But I definitely, there are, there are definitely nuggets that I, I do pass on to the people that I, um, help coach through green room talk, you know, um, to help them, you know, don't just grab the lowest hanging fruit. Let's, let's dive deeper into what, what can be funnier about this? You know, like, let's, let's talk about it. It, It's, it sounds like this is coming from a place of hurt. Are you okay to be talking about this on stage yet? Can we talk about that? You know, like, these are the things that I feel like are really, really important to get to the bottom of because, if you take the time to do that when you're off stage, you're going to have a much better time when you're on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, uh, as we wind down, Chelsea, I do want to ask you about who wrote this shit. (gasps) It's the absolute (laughs) best. I love that. That's the greatest show in the world. That show has such a place in my heart. Look, I have my shirt right here. Look (laughs) at it. Oh, I love it. I need to get one of those. I have my shirt right here. Yeah. So who wrote this shit? Um, we actually created in my apartment in New York with my, um, with my roommate and we had this group of friends and we would always do game nights and we created who wrote this. We, we created it there and we were all sitting in a circle and we just thought of a stupid topic. And we're like, okay, what would everyone's answer be for this? What would everyone, what would everyone, you know, and then we would all write down our answers and we would turn them into somebody and we would just, just like the show, we would just read them all off and we would try to guess who wrote what, you know? So, I mean, with that, you can like, look at like, you know, who's got a red pen, you know, like, you know, like or <laughs> whose whose handwriting is this, you know? So like, there were definitely some holes in that, but, <laughs> but that ended up being the game that we always played when we got together. It was like, is it a who wrote the shit night? Like, are we playing who wrote the shit, you know, and stuff. So, um, it was such a, such a crux of my New York experience. It was such a big part of who we were. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, I was still really, really good friends with all of those people in New York. You know, I still stay with them when I go and visit, you know, and it's been, over a decade now, you know, it's been so long, but we're, we just, the the friendship is that strong. And so when the pandemic hit, he was like, remember how, remember how we would play who wrote this shit? I have this weird idea. And then we just, it just bubbled and blew, blew up and blew up and blew up. We actually took six months to create that show. Like we, we, we dedicated one day a week for six months and then we reached out to our friends. We had a friend who did animation and, you know, he's the one who pieced together the opening sequence. We had a, a graphic designer friend that we reached out to to create the the logo. You know, we reached out to one of our uh, musical theater writer friends and she wrote the music for it. You know, so it's like they it was, it was such a 
like a passion project where we reached out to all of our friends because we wanted them all to be um, affiliated with it. You know, we wanted everybody's little, you know, hand in the, you know, in the thing. So, um, yeah. And then we, we just started doing it and it started go growing and growing and growing. And we were having such a blast, so much fun. There are still times where, you know, I was in New York in June and, you know, we brought up a who wrote this shit answer that we wrote in my apartment back in 2012, you know, and it's like, remember when you wrote this dude? And it was just like, <laughs> and it was, it's like, Oh my God, like we're so past it, but it's still so ingrained in us. And it was just such a fun, different show. You've never seen a show like that before, you know? Oh, yeah. It was just so fun. And we, and there was talk after things opened up about us bringing it back. And, but instead we were, we were thinking of tweaking the format to where we eliminate the contestants and we just take that aspect out and we just have three comics against three comics and we take out the contestant part and and then it would just be more comedic banter, you know, more roasting stuff like that. And we take the, the contestant component out of it. And uh, we thought about it for a while and we just couldn't justify bringing the show back uh, without making money because we weren't, we weren't making money. And that's really what happened. Once the, once the world opened up, we were like, I'm fine doing who wrote this shit. I want to keep doing it. It was a passion project. We, we brought this shit up from nothing. Just like we talked about with green room talk. Like we created this from nothing. Let's bring it back. Absolutely. But it'd be easier to say, let's bring it back. If we're getting a little bit of compensation, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. I completely agree with you on that too. Yeah. So, um, it was really, it was really fun. I really enjoyed. We uh, loved having you guys on it. It was, oh yeah, so fun. You and they're still up together too. And they're still up, you know, yeah, like they're still yeah, I recently like, send it to somebody. Who did I send it to? I was telling somebody about it. And then, um, I sent them the link to it recently. I don't remember who it was though. We yeah. And sometimes it comes up in my Facebook memories. Like, oh my gosh, I'll, I'll put an old episode on and I'm just like, oh my God, this is chaos. You know, like this is. <laughs> yeah. But it was so much fun. And I feel like it really helped us get through some of that pandemic because it gave us a project, something to create, gave um, other people something to do. We were all on our computers anyway. So let's yeah. let's play a game. Let's put on a show. You and know? It was different because at the time, most of the people on Zoom were doing like comedy shows or whatever. Yeah. This and that. There wasn't a lot of game shows around. And and this game show, even, even if there was other game shows, it had this whole different feel to it, this whole different aesthetic to it. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, it's a co- collaboration between all these different artists. Yeah, it was fantastic. And actually, to 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 further illustrate your point, um, yeah, we wanted to do a comedy show. We knew that, and we loved the game show aspect. But really, it was Eerie Diamonds match game that we were a part of, and we were playing it, and we were like, "Wait, is this how we could do? Who wrote this shit? You know?" And so her her watching her do it on Zoom. We were like, let's take this and, but let's, let's amp it up, you know? And so yeah. she kind of, her show inspired us to really make who wrote this shit what it was. So actually, yeah, hers, it w- definitely helped us create who wrote this shit. It was, it was, yeah, kind Their of match game was super fun too. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Too. yeah. It's that one's, a, that one's a super fun one too. And you're, and a, it was, you're a regular on the match game. 
I I am <laughs> when I can be when I'm not traveling. You're I haven't alone. been on it. I haven't been on it in a while, but I love that one too. For a long and time, sh- you were like the permanent square. I <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm also the one that gives Erie the most shit. So I think that she has to take little <laughs> vacations from me. She's like, you know, I, I need an episode without Chelsea so I can feel like the alpha. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, Chelsea. Well, in closing, I mean, you've accomplished so many things in comedy. Uh, What is left for you to accomplish? What are you looking to to do in the future? Oh, my gosh. What a deep question. Um, I so I'm actually filming my very first comedy special in August. I know I've never shot a special before. I shot a special with Miles where we were doing like the, the two for the money thing, you know, two comics on stage. Um, but I didn't know we were recording and then he put it out as a special and I was like, are you out of your mind? Like, I was like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was like, well, would you have kind of, would, would your head be in a different space if you knew I was recording for a special? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And he goes, that's why I didn't tell you. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I hate it. <laughs> so, so we did that. Um, but like a special, uh, just for me, I've never done uh just me so um this time you're aware it's recording and i know that it's recording and miles (laughs) is recording it too so that's cool yeah he um what's gonna happen is we're gonna shoot it at barrel proof casey williams new spot in uh santa rosa um once he bought three disciples and changed it i said well how do you feel about having me be your first special shot there? And he was like, done, let's do it. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So in August, um, I'm going to shoot my special there. Miles is going to shoot it. He's got like a three camera setup and all these mics for the audience and for me and stuff. And, uh, Matt, my husband now, he's going to come out and him and Sydney Steigerts from Sacramento are going to be opening for me. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm just going to be doing, because I've never done a special, I'm going to do all my old material that I'm ready to retire. So, you know, I'm not writing anything new for it. You know, I'm just doing all my old stuff and it's just going to be like, let's start over, you know, let's, let's buy a new notebook and, and write some new shit. So, so that's what this special is about is just to kind of, you know, commemorate 15 years of comedy and then put it on a shelf. <laughs> you know, like incredible. we're done. So, so I'm excited about that. I really am excited about that. Um, I would love to go on the road more now that my kid is older, you know, more substantial. I have the help of my mom since I'm, you know, back in Benicia and she and my son have an incredible relationship. So I, I do have the help of her you know, to watch him when I travel for comedy. But I, I think that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that I want to do now is um, just get on the road more. And especially as a female, you know, a person of color comedian, uh, having us represented on the road and doing more weekend gigs, I think is really, really important because you see so many, you know, white straight guys, you know, just doing another weekend here in middle America, you know, and it's like, there, there needs to be more voices, you know? So, and every time I go on the road, I, I inevitably will have women come up to me and it's like, I've never seen a woman comic here before. That's so exciting. You know, and I, and it's just, it blows my mind because it's like, this is, this has been my life for so long. And so for, for me to open the eyes to more women in places that I've never been or never performed at, that's what I want. I want to do that. So 
that's what I'm hoping for um, in the upcoming years is to just travel more, keep doing what I'm doing, you know, do uh, keep doing theater and stand up kind of in tandem when they allow. Um, and then I'd love to uh, figure out how I can live with my husband. That would be, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's Good a, goals. Good goals. That's, that's a, that's a, that's about it. That's about it. You know, uh, he's got kids in Arizona. I've got my kid here. So we're both kind of stuck, you know, but it's just like, and we're making it work. The long distance thing, you know, we've been together for, um, you know, I guess 14 months now or something, but we've been friends for three years and stuff. So it's like, you know, we're making it work, you know, but when I sit sit down and think about it, you know, it's like, I have to book a, a flight if I want to hug you. It's like, oh, that sucks, you know, <laughs> so, so so I'd love that, Um, especially for my son, because my son loves him. Like their oh, their relationship yeah. is incredible. And when we actually told him that we got married, because my son was the, the last one to know because he was with his dad that weekend, you know, and so we wanted to wait until I had him in person and we could FaceTime with Matt and stuff. And um, I said, you know, we got married and his face got big and he's like, oh, you did. And he was just so excited. And I said, yeah, that means that Matt's now your stepdad. Is that OK? And he said, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. And he goes, wait, wait, wait. Can I call him Raptor stepdad? And I was like, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I I told that to Matt and he lost his shit. He was like, that's the coolest name. I was like, I know. I know. That is the coolest name. <laughs> yeah. So incredible. those are, those are, those are kind of my goals right now. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are good goals to have. You want to, uh, you want to plug your social media? Yes, let's plug social media. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Chocnilla. That's half chocolate, half vanilla. C H O C N I L L A. Uh, and uh, you can find my cake page through that as well. It's in my bio. Uh, on Facebook, you can just find me Chelsea Beers, B E A R C E, um, and ChelseaBeers.com. You can um see where I'm going to be at. Um, I think uh, Sydney actually made me a link tree on my website so now people can like come to my city like i have one of those now like <laughs> i don't know how to check it but it's in existence <laughs> like but it's there somebody it's checking. there yeah okay. it's in some cloud or some screen somewhere but yeah i have one so <laughs> tell me where to go guys <laughs> all the tech words all the tech words all the tech words <laughs> to the cloud somewhere <laughs> eventually you'll check them and get back to everybody <laughs> right right you can follow me at Funky Sam Medina across the board. And I'm at She Shines for You, all spelled out, no numbers. And everything else is at Hypothetical Comedy. Awesome, Chelsea. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. So good. I love you guys so much.